Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, integrative life coach and self-care advocate. I interview coaches, spiritual explorers, and thought leaders from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. In this season of the podcast, I'm inviting you to lean into well-being. Well-being takes into account the entire person, body, mind, and spirit. It's feeling good and functioning well. It's developing your potential, having a sense of purpose, It's experiencing positive emotions such as contentment and gratitude and experiencing close relationships. American writer Cheryl Strayed said, You will learn a lot about yourself if you stretch in the direction of goodness, of bigness, of kindness, of forgiveness, of emotional bravery. I'm encouraging you to explore what it means to be emotionally brave, and I'm deeply honored to walk this path with you. I think you're going to love this episode. My guest is Anissa Lucina, and I'm so excited for her to share her story with you. Anissa is the owner of Genuine Climbing and the founder of Confident Climbers Club with over 12 years experience on the rock. She's a climbing coach for women, AMGA certified SPI, apprentice rock guide, and mom of three kids. Anissa has discovered the secret sauce for helping women gain confidence by teaching them how to overcome self-limiting beliefs and get stronger so they can climb to their greatest potential. She is a firm believer that climbing in nature is the perfect way to learn about yourself, heal your soul, and develop ways to grow inside. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, when I was reading about you and everything that you're doing, I just thought, oh my gosh, I just need her on the podcast so so much. Thanks so much. (laughs) So now I know that you teach Mm -hmm. rock climbing. Can you talk about your journey and what led you to rock climbing? Yeah, it kind of just, you know, showed up in my life, which I think is is a big sign for, for everything, right? Like when you least expect it, this great stuff finds it finds you. But I did it once on a trip when I was like in my 20s, I had gone on a kayaking trip and they had a day of rock climbing and I kind of did it and liked it. And then just kind of, you know, was paying attention to that and saying like, oh, I, you know, I I really like that. I really like that. So it wasn't until a few years later, uh, I just took a course for a weekend to learn how to rock climb. And, you know, I did a little bit of it, but actually, Um, then stopped shortly after I started uh, because I got married and had kids. And then later on in life, when I got divorced, I always thought that, that like I needed to go back and explore that again. Like I felt like I kind of missed that. So then I got back into it later on in life and just uh, ever since I've been doing it, just absolutely fell in love with it. Now, I am not a rock climber, but I see it yeah. on TV and I, you know, and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is 
well, one, it looks so brave and so scary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it looks like it's it so is. much yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, and the great thing about rock climbing is obviously on TV, you see sometimes very like extreme things, but you can start like anybody can do it and you could start very slowly and very easily. Like there's a lot of baby steps that you can do to enjoy the experience and be outside without having to be, you know, some amazing athlete, you know, doing things really high up where it's kind of terrifying. Like there's a lot of ways to enjoy it, you know, incrementally. So one of the things that I like to ask this um, on the podcast is because the name of the podcast is Exploring the Seasons of Life. So I always like to get my guest their thoughts around what does that mean to you personally Or in your yeah, business? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, my life personally, my business, I find is kind of like one in the same just because, you know, it's hard to kind of separate the two. And especially with climbing, I find like all the lessons that you learn in climbing just naturally are lessons that you learn in life and vice versa. Um, but, you know, when I think of the seasons in life, I just think about really the idea of as you're going through your life, being able to let go of things that no longer serve you without judgment, right? So things like, oh, I used to be able to do that or or I once did that, you know, 20 years ago, just to be like, well, that was that season. That was what I was going through at the moment. And, and it's okay to be doing something differently now, whether that's a job or things you look for in a relationship or your relationship with your body and what it's able to do as you get older, just being able to say like, I think without judgment, again, like going through the seasons, like, so we, you know, now it's autumn, the leaves are beautiful here. I'm located in New York. It's like the perfect week. It's the perfect colors, right? So it's nice to just enjoy it without being like, oh, I miss the summer. It was so hot, you know? So I love the metaphor of exploring the seasons as your life. And that's what it should be like. Things are just constantly and naturally evolving and just try to embrace it for what it is at that point rather than judging yourself harshly for for the change itself, if that makes sense. <laughs> I love what you just said about embracing it for yeah. what it is. You know, whatever season you're in, it's a lot of times we talk about being present mm, in each yeah. season. And not, and you kind of said it, you know, here we are in this beautiful fall and not wishing we were yeah. in summer, but just enjoying yeah. where we are. I find that too, just I like, so it. I'm, I'm 51, you know, and I, I'm not a strong, I wouldn't say I'm a strong rock climber. Uh, and it's very easy for me to want to compare myself to, to how strong I was later, you know, wishing I was a younger person or a younger woman doing things. And And yeah, you just have to stop and be like, well, what are the great things about being where I am at this age? Like the wisdom that I acquired, the the self-confidence that I've acquired over the years. And and maybe I'm not physically as strong enough, but you know, there's so much growth and learning that's that's happened. You really have to be able to just be be happy where where you are, like be grateful for this moment, no matter what season it is. Mm, that is so beautiful. And uh, as we're talking about being grateful and, you know, being present in the season that we're in, I, I immediately went to when you were talking about 
mm-hmm. our bodies not being for me I'm yeah. just thinking about for me you know wish not wishing that I was 30 yeah. years old versus 60 right. years old and being grateful and and happy where we are and that reminded me of something I read on your website and it was all it takes is one idea one strategy or one subtle shift to make a massive difference in your climbing and I loved that and I loved it because when I was reading it it's not really just about climbing is it it's about life just life in general absolutely and what I think about that is just the concept of like staying open-minded you know so as we're going through life sometimes you've you've heard of something before you're like, Oh, I've heard it. I've tried it. It doesn't work, you know, but suddenly like somebody says it a little differently or you gain a different perspective on the same thing. And if you're able to just to keep yourself open and, and curious to exploring what that might be like, like that sometimes is just the spark that you need to, to make something different. So I think we get caught into these thought patterns, like I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And then it becomes the narrative without even, without even questioning it or challenging it. And then all you need is like one little shift and you're like, oh, well maybe, you know, maybe I can, maybe there is an opportunity. It's just easy to get caught up. I think all of us do that in that, in the old narrative. And we have to be, I guess, mindful and open to the signs that come to us that may Show us a little light of what could be different. And he says, sometimes you're right. We hear things and we could have, we could have heard it a thousand different ways throughout mm-hmm. our life. But it takes that one last mm-hmm. time that somebody says it with the, the right yes. nuance to it, the right energy yes. to it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I've never heard that <laughs> I've never even yeah, thought about yeah, it like totally. that. Someone else says a different word and you're like, now I get it. You're like, wow, you know? So sometimes we're like, oh, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. But, you know, hearing it from different people and, and also at different parts of your life, you know, make a big difference. Yes. It, I think it really depends on what Absolutely. season you're in. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I do want to talk about, about rock climbing because I find it absolutely fascinating what do you think stops women from rock climbing or beginning yeah. Yeah. to start? Is it I, fear? I think it's, it's fear is, in every way. I mean, the most obvious thing is like fear of heights and, you know, and the risk, the physical risk. Uh, but I think we just underestimate ourselves. A lot of women are like, I don't have the upper body strength. And I'm like, you actually don't need it. It's a very natural movement. Like when you see kids scrambling up rocks and again, like I said, you could start e- you could start easily. You could start on a really baby climb, a few feet off the ground, like it doesn't need to go extreme. But I think it's just the idea of being afraid to, like either not knowing where to start or those attachments to those, like I could never, you know, I could never do that. Like that's something so out of my realm uh, that you're just not like physically fit to do it, which like I said, anyone can, can do it. Um, And I think it's just the fear of maybe the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, the fear of trying something and it not working like the, you know, we've, we get so afraid of the potential, like you're sitting at your home, you're like, well, what if I can't do it? Or what if I get disappointed? Or what if somebody laughs at me? And it's like the fear of the perception is worse than the fear itself. 
you know? Um, so I think there's a lot of reasons why people might not want to explore it. The easy thing is to say like, oh, I can't do that and it's scary. But I think if we dive deeper, it's usually about something else. Yeah, what was coming to me, it's, it's really the comparison. Mm, yes. That's what I'm thinking. You know, it's nobody else judging mm-hmm. us. It's us judging ourselves totally. and comparing, to, comparing ourselves to somebody that are just, you know, five or six steps yes. ahead of us. Yes, absolutely. And also it, it depends on what we're looking at. So if you're looking at a climbing magazine with like famous athletes that train all day and have been doing it since they were 10 years old, you're like, I could never do that. And it's like, but that's not your story. Your story is a woman who later on in life went outside and loved the attachment to nature and was curious and wanted to try something like it doesn't have to, you know, there's, there's a million stories and that's like rock climbing. That's whatever hiking that's going out for a new job later in life. It's whatever it is. It could just be about where, where your curiosity takes you. Oh, I I have to tell you something funny. As you said that I decided to do a reel the other day. I have not ever done a reel. For some reason, they scare me to death. It took me two hours to do this, like, 30-second reel. And I'm like, what am I comparing myself to? All these people that have been doing it for a long time? Or somebody who's just beginning. I finally finally got it out there, and it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Sweet. I'll have to go check (laughs) it out now. That's awesome. Yeah. So when so when women are getting started, what do you think are two or three struggles someone may may have getting started? Is it just the starting process? Yeah, I think itself? maybe you don't know where to start. I mean, if you have a local climbing gym, that's a great place to just kind of experiment in a you know a much safer way. You could just go there for an hour and get the feeling of what it's like uh, to have that kind of movement to be off the ground. Um, and then if you're looking for outside, I mean, there's, um, I'm a guide in the New York area. There's guides everywhere, all over the world. You could just kind of Google climbing guide in in your area and you could find a guy that will take you out and start you really slowly, take you very, uh, you know, baby steps. Um, so other than those, those hurdles, it's really just kind of making the commitment to yourself to, to try it and being able to. Uh, you know, I, I, I've used this word a million times already in this podcast, but the idea of being curious, right? So it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to try this and there's a definition of failure or success. It, it doesn't even have to be like that. It could just be like, I'm just going to see what it's about. I'm just going to try something, you know, like, and without, without like some sort of attachment to what the outcome means as as a indicator of like your value or your worth, you know? So like, I'm, I'm like horrible at painting or whatever, but I'll go to some paint thing and take a class and try it. And, and instead of being like, again, like you said, comparison, this sucks, this, this is horrible, I'm not good. Just be like, hey, I just had a good day trying something and here's a little painting of a flower and that's cool and whatever. And then you could decide like, if you like it to do it again or to not do it again, but just, you know, like, like we all say, stepping out of your comfort zone, like the quote that you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, just stretching yourself, just dipping your toes and seeing what it's about. It doesn't have to be this huge, like 
big commitment. I think that's another, you know, fear that we get into. We're afraid that trying something means that you kind of have to be all in and, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. Now you've used the words um, mm. baby steps a yeah. couple of times. Can you just walk mm-hmm. us through a couple of baby mm-hmm. steps to get started mm-hmm. in yeah. climbing? I know you mentioned a, an yeah, indoor so you could gym. Join an indoor gym. Uh, most gyms like have staff people that staff you, so they'll give you an introduction. Uh, you know, I, the type of climbing that I do is roped climbing, so you're on ropes, and you know they could explain the knots to you. And again, like. You could go up a couple feet and literally just stop and come down. Like it doesn't have to be about getting to the top. That's another thing that I talk about like in climbing. And of course, like in life, people are so focused on, on the top. Like I have to get to the top. I have, and if I don't get to the top, that means I'm a complete failure in life. And it's not just take, take two feet off the ground See how that feels in your body and come down. And if that's enough, if that's like enough stretch, that's great. Go home, have some ice cream, think about your day, and then maybe you could try it again. But it doesn't need to mean like once you jump in, you have to get to the top on every single climb that you do. Um, You know, it's definitely a nice feeling when you do, but, you know, it's about the journey, right? Like another metaphor, like it's, it's about what you're learning about yourself as you're stretching rather than the, the uh, accomplishment or the, you know, perceived success of what that means. Yeah. And you are absolutely right. For someone going two feet off the ground is reaching yeah. the top for, for, for maybe it's for that day or that week, or it may be forever, but that is reaching yes. the top for them. And for other people, yes. it's, you know, as we've talked about earlier, you know, being on these amazing rocks yeah. out in the mountains, yeah. you know? So I call it like your personal summit, whatever your personal summit is. Yeah, so if it's just a little kind of steps, you know? And that's the same thing, again, with, with light. Like you want to make a, a career change. You want to like drastically change your job. You know, it doesn't need to be like you walk in, you quit your job and you start a new business immediately. It could just be like maybe you spend a little time like researching online or or writing a resume, you know, again, like it could be little steps, like make a phone call to somebody or reach out. It doesn't have to be like when you make a decision, it has to be all the way out, you know? I want to ask you about your Mm -hmm. self-care routine because a a lot of my episodes really revolve around Mm -hmm. self-care, but in self-care as in, you know, body, mind, and spirit. What do you do yeah. for self-care? I really like spending time alone. I'm a big fan of being alone. For me, I love going hiking by myself, uh, especially in the winter when, you know, it's snowy and there's like that softness outside, like the, you know, the sound of snow, almost very quiet. And when there's like not a lot of people on the trail. And I just, the the great thing about it is again, like I just hike until... It doesn't have to get to the top. I just hike until like, I'm like, that's good. Like, that's enough. I, I feel good or I feel tired or like, that's enough. And you just turn around and you hike back, you know, and there's hiking trails everywhere all over my area. Um, so you could always be doing something new. But I love um, that kind of quiet time. I love journaling a lot. Again, just putting on some like quiet, um, you know, instrumental music and just journaling 
Um, and, and I'm a big fan of the hot bath with all the like fun lavender oils and stuff like that and the candles. And, but I, you know, over, over the years of my life, I've, I've recognized that if I don't have quiet time to recharge myself and just have time to like think about whatever it is to get away from the to-do list that, that I, I get very wound up, very anxious and, and overwhelmed. I've, you know, I've tried like different forms of meditation and would get frustrated at, at not being able again, like to achieve that sense. So I've just downgraded it again, like the baby steps. I'm like, just be quiet, just be alone in stillness. Like look at a bird, look at the trees, be outside. And, and that could be enough, you know? Yeah, especially being outside and hiking, as you were talking about by yourself. I mean, you, you're kind of doing several things in one. I mean, you're getting that mm. exercise, you're mm. being in nature, yeah. you know, you're, you're with the trees yeah. and the animals yeah. and everything. And even the movement is kind of rhythmic. So it's, it's, it's kind of meditative, too, because it's just like one foot after the other, you know, and, um, and again, it could be anything you want, you know, that's the beauty of it. You said you were 50, 51, 51, Mm -hmm. I'm 60. So I, I really love hearing stories about women in in our age Mm -hmm. bracket, you know, doing amazing things, you know, because for me, learning is such a a core value of mine, you know, always learning Mm -hmm. something new. So I was doing a little bit of research, knowing that I wanted to talk to you about this. And um, like Laura Ingalls Wilder was Mm. 64 when she um, wrote Mm. Little House in the Big Woods. Betty Sanderson was 84 when she got her bachelor's degree. You know, and I just I just saw this one. A woman from Sweden was 103 and 259 days old when she did a tandem parachute jump. I know, That's I love great. that. And then I just, and I read about this Japanese mountain climber um, who um, climbed mm-hmm. Mount Everest at age 73. Wow. So I just love hearing that because I think when we see and hear stories like that, it shows it's not over. Totally. It's, it's yeah. just beginning. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we're just getting yeah. started. Can you talk about that some in, in regards to, well, whatever, yeah. you know, rock climbing or just yeah. in general? Well, you know, like I said, one of the things that I, I've kind of like, you know, turning 50 last year and, and, and this concept of what that means, and especially in a sport that has younger people that are very fit and very athletic, it's like, well, how can I be, you know, that comparison kicks in. But I think again, to your point, constantly growing and learning, like there is so much wisdom that I have about even knowing myself, um, knowing what it feels like in my body, what, like what fear looks like and being able to, I guess, pull it apart and really understand what it is that's, that's getting in my way that allows you then to kind of move forward from that. And, and it is, exactly what you said. It's, it's kind of like only the beginning. And, and now I'm like, wow, it's, it's a nice feeling to know yourself enough to be like, I really can do anything. 
Like you've had, you've had the years of, of all the, like, like you said, the messy bits, right? You've had enough of the messy bits growing up, right? And now you're at a point in your life where you're like, you know, I could, I could figure things out. I could make it happen, you know? And it's just like, what's the next challenge and how can I do it? I don't even remember if that answers your question, but. No, that's perfect because I liked that. What is your next challenge? And, and how, how are we yeah. going to do it? Yeah. You know, I think we've had enough life experience, right? Like it's, so in my case, like I had kids, I got divorced. I've had the heartbreaks. I've had some health conditions. Like you've kind of like seen enough stuff and, and got through enough challenges that you're like, I'm still here. Like I got through that. You're like, so, you know, what's next? And I could probably get through that too. You know, you've like paid your dues in a certain way. Right. Exactly. Now, what inspires you other than rock climbing? Uh, I mean, anything outdoors and in nature really inspires me. I I love to just like travel and just see other things in other places. Um, You know, always, always longing to see what else is out there in the world. And, And anything really outdoor related, I just, I just love... I love now as my kids are getting older as well, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time with them now that I feel like we could have, you know, more relatable conversations and I'm kind of excited to see what, what shows up in their life next, you know, um, just a, a quick sidebar, but what we were saying earlier about like these preconceived notions for a long time when my kids are younger, it was always like, I can't do that because I have kids. Like I'm too big, like I have the kids. What am I going to do? Like I don't have a babysitter. I have the kids, the kids, you know? And now my oldest is 17 and she drives. So that excuse is kind of out of the bag. You can't be like, because the kids, but for, there was a time for a while that I was still using that excuse. And I was like, well, not really. Like I could certainly leave them home and go do something. But I had to stop and actually make that realization like, wow, I was holding on to that excuse, you know, not an excuse, but like it was a legitimate reason. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just not relevant anymore, but you're still using it as an excuse. So I think it's just good at as we, you know, go through these seasons is to stop and question the narrative that we have and if it's still relevant at this point. And I think at this age, there's there's very little holding us back. It feels like there is, but there really isn't because now we've grown, you know, we're a little bit more stable. If we have families at this age, they're, they're older, right? You're not necessarily like at home and needed as much before. And and you could kind of do anything. It's just, it's almost like, what, what do you want? It's only a matter of like, what do you want to do? Okay. I loved what you just said about stopping and, and just really thinking about what season we're in and not letting past excuses yeah. or reasons, mindsets yeah. keep us in a season that we're yeah. no longer You have to in. do like a mental inventory. And I actually do this myself, you know, and I do like goal setting workshops related to climbing, but in everything, I mean, you know, again, climbing is just a metaphor for everything, but to sit down and do a mental inventory. And when you're writing the, the obstacles that you have of whatever it is you want to do, really stop and be like, is this actually an obstacle or was this an obstacle that no longer really is a challenge anymore that I could get around either easier or, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. 
you know, whatever it is, even with like health related issues and by like eventually, like I've had surgeries and injuries, like, okay, so this is just an obstacle now, but it, it will get better. It will improve. And I could still learn other things and, you know, get myself ready. Yeah. Inventory. That's yeah. a great word. Mm-hmm. Inventory. Yeah. If you could turn back time, you're talking about you have a 17 year old. So if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you thank her for? You know, this is a great question. And I had to think about it a lot. And I don't know if I would, I, I guess I would just thank her for like trying her best. Like that's all you could do. Like it's, it's okay. And more, I would just want to want to tell her that more than thank her that and just be like, it's okay. Like every, every pain you're feeling now is just, yeah, I guess I would, I would thank her for, for being resilient and going through whatever pain, like, you know, the first time a boyfriend breaks up with you, it was like, for me, it was devastating. Like, I just remember crying forever, you know, and that's just kind of what you need to get through so that later in life, you know, it, it, it does get better. So I, I guess I would just thank her for like, hanging in there and doing her best and, and, and showing, a showing a little self-compassion and a little bit of self-love and just, you know, reminding her that, that this is all, this is all part of the messy bits, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, I used to ask that question a different way. I used to ask it, what would yeah. you tell your 18 year old yeah. self? And um, then I had a guest and the whole episode was on Mm. gratitude. And it made me think about, we have so much to thank our 18-year-old selves for. Yes. We have a lot we could tell her as well, but we have so much we could thank her for. Yeah, that's what made the question so rich and thought-provoking. Yeah, it's like you're thanking her. So, yeah, I would just thank her for doing her best, you know? Like, you're, you're doing good. Like, thank you. Thank you for, for that, you know... Uh, thank you for being resilient through your first breakup because now further breakups like aren't that bad. Yeah. So thank you for doing the work, right? Thank you for doing the early yes, work so that now I could be a much better person. Yeah. That's a great question. That's oh, a I great question. Yeah. So what, what's the one golden nugget that you would really love for our listeners to take away yeah. today? I mean, I, Again, I would say that concept of being curious without judgment, like finding whatever it is that like sparks an interest or, or that you're like, oh, I want to try that and just go try it, try it slowly, try it delicately, try it like just to see what it's about. But, you know, be curious and explore without any kind of judgment. You're just doing it for the sake of like, let's see. And when you approach things like, let's see, like, there's, there's no way to really fail at that. And that's one thing I've used in my climbing, especially when I was trying to climb harder stuff, when I would look at something and get like really scared and, and nervous and, and right away the voice would come like, you can't do this. There's no way you're going to do this. You know, that negative chatter. If you just stop and be like, let's see, let's just see, let's just be curious. You know, this is going to be hard. I wonder what it's going to be like. Let me just try it with curiosity. Then it, the whole dynamic changes. It really does. So I would just invite people to just like, yeah, curiosity without judgment. And one of the things that I love about that so much is you're taking the pressure yes. off yourself. 
you're just being curious. I'm going to go out and try something. And we're just going to see how it works. You know, when you go to, I'm a big fan of ice cream. So everything comes back to ice cream. You walk into an ice cream shop. You're like, oh, that looks good. Like, and you're like, can I have a taste of that? Like you try the flavor that you're not like, oh my God, if I don't like it, this means that I'm like unworthy as a human being and nobody will love, right? You just taste it. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, oh, that was good. Or that wasn't good. So just like, yeah, like life is this ice cream store. Just go taste stuff. Okay, I will not be able to walk into an ice cream store ever again without thinking of that. That's Great, awesome. That's, right? It's true, though. Like, you look at all the flavors, and, it, and you're not like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough for the Rocky Road. No, you're just like, yeah, I'll taste that, you know? It's awesome. Um, that's great. Oh, <laughs> What's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? So... <laughs> The biggest surprise I've had in the last few months, actually, um, earlier this year, I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. And so I've just gone through, I've just finished radiation like a week ago. And, and I'm just, again, just amazed at how resilient we really are. Like even when, when things happen out of the blue that you don't expect, and that feels really, you know, horrible in the moment, like, you, you can get through it. Like we're just incredibly resilient people. And, and the only thing that stops us again is that negative voice. You just got to tell it to be quiet and go away. And, and it's surprising how much we can really take on in the world. Yeah. So are you doing okay yeah. right now? Or are yeah, you still no, going? I'm doing great. I mean, I, I'm still going to be doing some like hormone therapy and whatnot, but uh, finishing the radiation was a, was a big, was a big accomplishment for me just a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Good. Very Thanks. good. I, I appreciate you mentioning that um, because October mm. is National Breast Cancer yeah. Awareness Month. And I was looking at some stats on breast cancer because I work with a couple mm-hmm. of women who have just been yeah. diagnosed. And one in yes. eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer yeah. in her lifetime. And what was the staggering part about that was that's one person every two minutes yeah. in the U.S. I mean, I, I never thought of it as a possibility for me. I mean, I'm active. I eat well. Like, I, I try to do, like, you know, like, all the right things if there's such a thing. And, yeah, and it could show for, you know... Even when I found out about my diagnosis, I could easily call five like good friends of mine that have gone through it. It wasn't like I had to even search that far for somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody like it is. And I mean, and to that point, I I actually found it myself. I was just like lying in bed, like watching TV. And I was kind of just like scratching my shoulders. And I was like, like put my hand across my breast and I felt the lump right away. So, um, yeah, my advice would just be like, just check your boobs, you know, that's the easiest and, and, and most diligent way that you could, you know, and get your annual exams and whatnot. But just because it's so common, just, yeah, take care of your body as much as you can. I was going to ask you if, 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 you, if it was found on a mammogram oh. or if you had found it during a self-examination, but you're just like yeah, touching I yourself. Yeah, I mean, I don't do regular it. self-exams. Like, I, I was, and I certainly will now. And I had just had a, like, perfectly clean mammogram, like, eight months before. So, um, 
and you know, I had gone genetic testing as well. There's nothing in my family. So there was no reason, but it was just, yeah, it was just a random thing. But then when I felt it, it was pretty obvious. And I was like, okay. And, and then I, you know, I had it checked out immediately because I was like, this is too, this is too important to ignore. It's easy to want to ignore it because it's scary to want to, to hear it. But I was like, no, let me, let me, let me get this done. Um, so yeah, it's, it's staggering how, how common it is. I appreciate you you talking about that because I know that that's a you know a very mm-hmm. vulnerable um, conversation. So I really do appreciate it because I really think it's going to help other people yeah. who may uh, be listening yeah. to this. Yeah, and I've I've posted a bunch on my social media like the days that I've had the update. You know, there was a time that I thought that I might need chemotherapy, and that was that was really hard to decide, and and just you know, having suddenly have everything unknown, like you couldn't make plans, you couldn't make travel plans, I couldn't make work plans, I didn't know if I would be strong enough to like, do my job to go climbing with people or so everything was kind of put on hold. And that was really a difficult, a difficult thing just to be in limbo. The unknown is is a scary place to be. I think that's probably the scariest Mm -hmm. place is not knowing versus having a diagnosis, yeah. for example. And that could be on, sure. on anything, not just yeah, breast no, cancer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm actually like an, an accountant at heart. I started my life as an accountant. And so like plans and spreadsheets and schedules like really appeal to me. That makes me feel soft and like powerful. Like I have a spreadsheet, you know? So then to, to get like a diagnosis and like, oh, you might need chemo. You might not. Let's run this test and then we'll see. And you might feel this way and you might. I was like, where's the spreadsheet to tell? Like, I want to know how am I going to feel? When can I get back to work? When can I do this? Can I go away on vacation? Like, and so not having those answers for somebody who really likes uh, order, um, was, was challenging. I'm sure it's challenging for everybody, but I felt the lack of order very, uh, very stressful. Well, thank you again for talking about that. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, your website, everything about you? Well, my business name is Genuine Climbing. And, uh, I actually came up with that name back when I was just inviting people to show up as their most genuine self. Uh, so my business is called Genuine Climbing. My website is genuineclimbing.com. Uh, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram also as Genuine Climbing. So easy, easy to find. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, I appreciate so much that you you are here and that oh, you thanks, joined thanks. us. Do you have any last no, words? No, not at all. I just I've just enjoyed this conversation, and I, I kind of just like echo everything that you said in in your intro about life being, you know, filled with messy bits, and that's okay. Like like that's that you know I used to have this idea that life was like all happy, and then once in a while something like not so great happened. But no, it's it's a flow. It's messy bits, and to you know figure out a purpose for yourself, stay, stay grateful and, and then stretch, you know, everything that you said, I, I totally mirror back to you. So it was absolutely my pleasure to, to talk to you. This is great. All right. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you, friends, for listening to the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And if you love what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on any of your listening platforms. Come on over to Instagram. That is where I spend most of my time when it comes to social media. I'm at cindy.macmillan. Make sure you're following me. Say hello. I'd love to hear from you. 
And I really want to tell Anissa, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, live inspired.